and welcome to this DerivSource podcast, Living the Trade Life Cycle. I'm Julia Schieffer, the founder and editor of DerivSource.com. Collateral managers working in financial services, they've been really busy for the past several years due to a steady stream of regulatory reform that has introduced new rules and practices for both cleared and uncleared derivatives. And while regulatory change is still ongoing, it is slowing somewhat. And in fact, we've just passed the deadline for the final phase or phase six of the uncleared margin rules. In this podcast today, we are going to be taking stock of where we are now in collateral management and taking a look at what really lies ahead in this space as it continues to evolve with new regulation, new market drivers, and of course, opportunities for further innovation. And with me to explore the future of collateral management, I have Margin Reform's Sean Murray, who is a collateral management expert who can talk both strategy and practicalities. Welcome to the podcast, Sean. Hi, Julia. Thank you very much for having me. So before we get into the details here, can you share a little bit about yourself with our audience, please, Sean? Sure. I am the CEO of Margin Reform. We are a management consultancy and we work with clients on the sell side, the buy side, industry bodies and technology companies involved in collateral margin and legal in and around the derivatives, repo and securities lending markets. So you've been very busy the last several years. Very, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into the questions for you, Sean. So Regulation in the last decade has really shone a spotlight on collateral management practices, and it's required financial institutions of all types to invest and improve in this very historically post-trade process. As you mentioned, you're a consultant now for this particular space, but in previous roles, I know that you were in charge of collateral management change and strategy. Can you tell us from your view how you've really seen the role of the collateral manager change or evolve in the last decade? I think it's fair to say the last decade has been one of evolution. We've seen the role of the collateral manager become far more important, both in complexity of the tasks that they undertake and in the volume of the work that they have to deal with. The most obvious change for me, though, is that collateral has evolved from being just an operation process and a credit risk mitigant into something far greater than that. Sean, can you tell us really what you've seen of late in terms of how collateral manager roles have changed? Yeah, it's operation is far more involved. There are many more stakeholders interested in collateral management, trading, sales, legal, risk functions other than credit, possibly market risk for initial marginal sim work, operational risk, capability and capacity within an organization to deal with collateral management. Of course, collateral is now part of trade reporting. And let's not forget our friends and compliance who have to deal with all of the regulatory aspects that affect collateral and margin today. And as we've talked about at the top, collateral managers have really been under intense pressure recently due to the changes in regulatory rules and, of course, the greater scrutiny on this area of operation. What do you think is the most significant challenge that collateral managers face today and why? For me, the joining up of front and back office has been a major change in the derivative market, particularly. As an example, if you consider a collateral eligibility schedule within a CSA, who would be interested in the contents of that eligible collateral schedule? Well, it depends on a number of different things. Is the schedule for variation margin or initial margin? Is it for a cleared 
derivative portfolio or a bilaterally traded portfolio, i.e. uncleared margin rules. Whichever way it goes, you can expect that the XVA desk would be interested from a pricing perspective, Treasury would be interested from a liquidity perspective, sales from a client perspective and how the client or what the client is looking to do. Credit risk, of course, are looking from an internal perspective. Are they happy with the type of collateral that's being posted? Legal are looking at it from a documentation perspective. They're the ones that are going to go through the repapering exercise. And of course, collateral operations also have some involvement as they're the ones that will need to be receiving and pledging the collateral, making sure they've got the right data, making sure they've got the settlement instructions and all of the things that go along with being an operational manager, not just in and around collateral. Understanding the cost of doing business is critical to a lot of those functions. They have P&Ls. They are interested in the bottom line for the bank. So understanding the cost of doing business, whether that be for funding, liquidity, or operationally, all need to be captured and understood so that they can be processed and condensed into accounts as and when they're needed. For me, though, the single largest change is probably the phrase collateral manager. If you say that today, you could rightly expect the person would be sat in either the front or back office. And there's no right or wrong reason. It's just different firms have different ways of describing collateral and have different functions within their operational areas or front office areas that look at collateral. And one thing that I've noticed, and it's something that you kind of touched on in your answer just now, is really that collateral managers, in my view, are seen more to have a contribution to the business as opposed to just being operational. As you said, they coordinate with compliance, the front office, sometimes even perhaps trading activities. It seems like the role has really elevated in the last decade given all of this regulatory change and, and focus on this particular area and how important it is to the operation of a business? Very much so. I think there is a huge amount now for collateral managers to be aware of, if, irrespective of whether they sit in the front office or the back office. There are three key areas that I think that I would be focusing on if I was sat in that role, and as a consultant I do. One would be Asian growth. The second one would be around the data quality for reporting. And third would be dispute management. Let me go into those a little bit. So Asian growth, I was fortunate enough to spend five years in Singapore and have been fortunate enough to co-write a paper on the usage of Chinese government bonds for initial margin purposes. Recently, we've seen in the news that legal enforceability has become prevalent in China. And also we've seen that the RBI, the Reserve Bank of India, have come out with their own version of uncleared margin rules. So the growth of collateral management and margin management within Asian markets is going to be considerable over the next three to five years. This also has an impact on Western markets. As China now has legal enforceability and we assume a collateral netting opinion will follow, this means for the Western organizations, banks, liquidity providers who are trading with entities based in China, they are going to have to comply with uncleared margin rules and, of course, other regulations. So there's a busy road ahead for firms who want to trade with Chinese counterparties based in China, and irrespective of whether they are in the EU, UK, the US, Hong Kong, Singapore, everyone has a slightly different view of what that actually means going forward. But each firm is going to have to come up with their own understanding of the legal enforceability opinion, and then derive from that what they need to do to get compliant and get ready for the different changes that that 
netting opinion and legal opinion bring about. So lots of work to do there. Personally, I'm very excited about it. I think there is a, a huge amount going on now that is going to be really interesting and exciting for the industry as that northbound trading access to China opens up and derivative markets and capital markets start to extend out of their local jurisdictions. The second point was around data quality for reporting. Two regulations to mention here, EMIR refit and CFTC rewrite, both have got enhanced requirements for collateral management and for the fields that are going to be included into that reporting requirement. In my opinion, collateral have long been the whipping boys of data problems. Historically, we used to see bad data going in that transpired in bad data downstream and collateral management. Collateral operations would have a team running around trying to fix data upstream. It becomes very important under trade reporting regimes that good data goes into systems. Everybody in financial markets knows data is a bugbear, but for reporting purposes, it's really important that firms get it right the first time round. So from trade reporting purposes, and that includes collateral management in a big way, that they get it right and all things being equal, it goes out through the door correctly the first time out. So Sean, you mentioned the first two already, but the last one, dispute management. What are the challenges that you really see with that particular area? My first thoughts are that it depends on the jurisdiction, type and size of the organization. Some organizations are very much set up with large teams, deep expertise in collateral management, whether that's operationally or from a technological standpoint, and some are not. Therefore, the role and, and change for collateral management will be different dependent on the starting point of that organization and at the point at when they, they decide to look at the change they want to invoke. For some, of course, cost management is still an integral part of that requirement. Certainly, that would be my experience as a key driver on the sell side is the reducing costs would be critical. Thank you, Sean. That really is a good summary of the three key challenges that you see going forward. But taking a wider view, is there an opportunity for the actual role of collateral managers to reflect the evolution of collateral management as a practice, as an operation, as a role within a business going forward? For the buy side, I think there are different considerations that they take into account. And this might be prudence processing making more strategic decisions around their collateral and margin management, and of course, potentially around alpha generation. So as an example, putting to use a portfolio of assets for security lending or into the repo market, an option that can be considered directly or of course via agent lenders. So as collateral costs increase, do I expect to see People look to generate alpha in a different way. Yes, I think that is something that should and will be considered by buy-side firms who have assets on the balance sheet that are not being utilized today. Optimization, of course, continues to be a discussion point. It's traditionally being considered a back-end activity, but in my view, should always now be considered a front-to-back activity in line with how collateral now affects the many areas of the markets that we discussed earlier, trading, treasury, legal risk. And everyone has a view on what optimization is, but it definitely needs to be considered in a front-to-back way, like collateral margin management are in other aspects. Of course, the regulatory journey is not yet finished for a lot of clients. At Margin Reform, we've recently covered a blog on the clearing exemption 
comes to an end in 2023 for pension funds. There will be a requirement for funds to either directly clear themselves, that's a clearing house, or to access the clearing house via a clearing broker. And of course, that comes with additional costs of business. It comes with additional collateral requirements, such as initial margin, variation margin. And the fund themselves will need to decide who they want to clear through or whether they want to go directly to the clearing house, what assets they want to use, how they're going to access those assets. Prime issue for pension funds has been one of cash. They're not naturally long holders of cash and therefore for variation margin, they might want to use something else, which historically for regulatory portfolios, we haven't seen. Cash has predominantly been what has been used for variation margin. So there is some change of foot for a lot of different firms, I think, over the coming three to five years. That's fantastic. Thank you, Sean. And just to our listeners, we will be including some of the links to the paper, as well as the blog that Sean has mentioned in our show notes page. So make sure that you go to the show notes page for that information. So Sean, we've talked about the most significant challenges. We've talked about the wider view in terms of the trends to look out for optimization, alpha generating activities, as well as, of course, changes in regulation, which is not yet completed and the journey continues essentially. My next question is looking to the future. How do you think that the focus of collateral managers or their particular role or the department in general will really change in the next two years? What would your crystal ball view be? My first thought, Julia, is that two years is not a long time. I've noted down four things here. The first is that digital or tokenized assets are going to change the way we operate. They are going to make things more efficient. I would like to think that within two years, we're going to start to see tokenized or digital assets being exchanged as collateral, both under a CSA and within the repo and securities lending markets. Secondary to that, I think the convergence of traditional finance and decentralized finance will evolve. I don't think we're going to see the end of that in the next two years, of course, but I would expect regulation to become more mainstream and hope that both sides of that coin have an empathetic view to regulation versus innovation. We don't want to suppress innovation but we do need to see some more controls in and around the regulatory environment that DeFi operates in. My third point would be around a collateral strategy. So all firms should have a collateral strategy, whether small, medium, or large. As some firms have come out of the regulatory whirlwind they've been in for the last couple of years, then they should be considering, have they done that in a strategic way or have they done that in a let's just get it done way? And I think that's something that all firms should be considering and thinking about is what they have built fit for purpose for the long term. And last but not least, collateral eligibility. We've definitely seen in conversations with the sell side, a requirement for them to expand their collateral eligibility, i.e. move down the credit curve into corporate bonds, move across products into equities maybe, or money market funds. But this is where cost efficiency becomes really important is can we optimize in the back end as well as optimizing the front end. But in this instance, expanding your eligibility criteria will enable you to optimize better and be able to improve your return on that trade in the event that you are or have the option to post different types of collateral. Fantastic. Now, you mentioned strategy, of course. So speaking to the professionals who are listening to this podcast today, who work in collateral management and are collateral managers, Sean, in your view, what strategy would you give them in their particular professional capacity as to 
what they should be doing or focusing right now in their role? It would be to get organized. Collateral margin management is a big, wide world of complexity. And you do need people focused on collateral management, depending on the size of the firm, of course. But it would be get organized, understand what's going on, understand what you can do, make yourself more efficient and look to the future. Great. Well, that's an excellent point to end on. Thank you very much, Sean, for joining us in this podcast. Thank you, Julia. Thanks very much for having me. So listeners, we've brought up a couple different points here that hopefully you will take on board, looking at the future of collateral manager as a particular role, but also looking at the department overall with the various different market changes and trends that are impacting this department or this area going forward. If you have found this podcast useful, please let us know via email to editor at derivesource.com. But please do go to the show notes page on derivesource.com to get further information about this topic and some of the links to the papers that Sean mentioned in this podcast. Otherwise, thank you for joining us. See you next time.